You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along on today's show. Former Florida Gator and NFL tight end Ben Troop going to join the show. We'll talk all things SEC with him, get his thoughts on the Gators, and discuss his new book that is coming out very soon. Also, we will go around the conference as Tennessee loses a quarterback, Bama loses a wide receiver, Auburn loses a D lineman. What's going on? And the USA Today preseason All-American team is out. We'll discuss the eight players from the SEC that made the list. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free. Wherever you get your podcasts, you get the latest episode of this show as soon as it comes out each and every day. And a reminder, check out some of our other great podcasts all along the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got uh, just about every SEC school covered. So if you're a fan of a specific school, just search Locked On and whatever the school is, odds are you will find it. All right, let's jump into it. Tons to discuss. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. The USA Today preseason All-American team was released this week, and eight SEC players were named to the first team. Three guys from Alabama made the list, including offensive lineman Evan Neal, wide receiver John Mechie, and linebacker Will Anderson. Texas A&M, they had O-lineman Kenyon Green and D-lineman DeMarvin Leal. While LSU had cornerback Derek Stingley and kicker Cade York. Kentucky also had offensive lineman Darian Kennard. No surprise with some of those names on the list. I was running through some of the other preseason All-American lists and nobody they really missed out on from the SEC. Over at Tennessee, the Vols quarterback battle may have gotten a little clearer as redshirt sophomore Brian Maurer was absent from Wednesday morning's practice. Maurer posted on Instagram, quote, they took my dream after four days. That's okay because I'm a soldier, 18 out. He later edited the post to just say, I'm a soldier. But uh, Maurer was among four guys competing for the Vols starting quarterback alongside sophomore Harrison Bailey and transfers Hendon Hooker and Joe Milton. Maurer was in his third year in Knoxville playing in 12 career games with four starts. We'll wait to see if Maurer officially enters the transfer portal, but that's what it sounds like. Another note on the Vols, them and Pitt. Going to be playing each other this year. They announced they will honor Johnny Majors in meetings this season and next when Tennessee and Pitt meet in Neyland Stadium on September 11th. They will pay tribute to a shared gridiron icon as the two programs will designate it the Johnny Majors Classic, named in honor of the late legendary coach and player. First meeting between the the two teams since 1983 will celebrate Johnny Majors' legacy with in-game festivities. The two teams will reciprocate the event on September 10th, 2022, next year, when they meet at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. Over at Alabama, their wide receiver spot appears to have lost some depth as Xavier Williams not listed on the team's online roster. Williams appeared in six games last year, played in the 8A game in the spring. He also caught a pass in the national championship game against Ohio State. He was a four-star wide receiver coming out of high school, and Nick Saban talking with reporters last night said that Williams will not play this season due to a medical issue. Bama should be fine right there with John Mechie, Slade Bolden, and a slew of other five-star receivers behind them. Also at Alabama, tight end Jaleel Billingsley is looking to build off of a decent season last year, but when fall practices began, Billingsley was not on the field. On Wednesday, Nick Saban revealed 
Billingsley was going through COVID protocol and needed to be cleared before returning to the field. So with Miller Forstall gone, time for Jill uh, Billingsley to shine. Over at Kentucky, linebacker Jacquez Jones transferred in this offseason after playing three years at Ole Miss. Last season, he recorded 75 tackles. He's hoping to pick up where he left off, this time in the Mark Stoops defense. He told reporters this week he's dropped 16 pounds since leaving Oxford, down to around 228 pounds. Says he feels great and ready to go for the Wildcats opener on September 4th against Louisiana Monroe. One other Kentucky note, Pro Football Focus's Mike Renner has named Kentucky as the most underrated team in the SEC. Mark Stoops' team finished 5-6 last year with that Gator Bowl win over NC State. Sneaky good. How good is Liam Cohen as an offensive coordinator? And can he get that quarterback situation figured out? Over at LSU, cornerback Derek Stingley Jr. will have his number 24 retired by his alma mater, Dunham High School in Baton Rouge. Stingley will be the third ever Dunham Tiger to have his jersey retired, joining Todd Kinchin and Sean Cangelosi. As a senior in high school, Stingley was named the Gatorade Louisiana Player of the Year and now looks to become the second-ever LSU Tiger named a first-team All-American in three separate seasons in school history. He would join Tommy Casanova. Over at LSU, Coach O did reveal a key injury on his defensive line yesterday. Senior D-lineman Glenn Logan suffered an injury doing some drills, and he will be out for a while, Coach O said. Logan figured to start next to fellow senior Neil Farrell on the interior of the D-line for LSU. So sophomore Jaqueline Roy and freshman Mason Smith will try to fill in that void. Over at Auburn, we told you yesterday defensive tackle Tyrone Truesdale was no longer on the roster. Now we know he has officially entered the transfer portal, that coming from Auburn and Brian Harson. And speaking of at Auburn, linebacker Owen Papo talking with reporters Told him yesterday that edge rusher Romello Height had three sacks during a practice earlier in camp. And he said that Derek Hall and T.D. Moultrie are the leaders at that position. Also said Aku Leota, really nice pass rusher as well. And one more Auburn note, running back Tank's Big- Tank Bigsby revealed on Instagram he has entered into a partnership with Bo Jangles, just like his quarterback Bo Nix. In his Instagram video, Bigsby tries out the new Bo's chicken sandwich, so... Congrats to uh, Tank picking up an endorsement along with his quarterback. On the SEC Network yesterday, Gene Chizik ranked uh, through his best defensive units in the SEC. And here's what he had. He said he named Georgia as the best defensive line with the return of Jordan Davis helping their case. As for the best linebacker unit, he went with Alabama with the likes of Will Anderson, Christian Harris, and Vols transfer Henry Toa Toa. Lastly, he listed Texas A&M as his best secondary, bringing back guys like Jalen Jones, Damani Richardson, and Leon O'Neal. We'll see if all those hold true as the season plays out. Lastly, Paul Feinbaum was on ESPN's first take yesterday. He was asked who is the greatest threat to Alabama among all the top teams in the country. Feinbaum said he thinks outside of the SEC it's Oklahoma, citing Spencer Radler being the seasoned quarterback that he is. But in the conference, Feinbaum said it's Georgia. He said he thinks Georgia beats Clemson in week one. And after that, we'll all be talking about Georgia as a legitimate threat the rest of the season. They won't see Alabama until Atlanta if that's how it plays out. And there you have it. That is around the conference. When we return, 
Can't wait to talk with our buddy Ben Troop, former Florida and NFL tight end. He's got a new book coming out. We'll talk all about that with him, and we'll get his thoughts on the SEC heading into the season right around the corner. Look, guys, there are a few things in life that are not fun to talk about, and one of them is excessive sweating. You know when you are sweating through your shirt for no reason, it's embarrassing. This happens a lot in the September months when you guys are hitting the SEC uh, tailgates and you're going to the game. Some of you, I'm sure, are bringing change of clothes and shirts that you got to change into after you're spending all day out there. Don't have to do that anymore. You need to check out our friends at Sweat Block. It is doctor-created, doctor-recommended. The Sweat Block wipes work for up to seven days per use. There's a dry shirt guarantee. If Sweat Block does not keep you dry, you get your money back. It's featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by Firefighters. It's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years, over 13,000 reviews, and it's manufactured right here in the U.S. of A. Some of you may know that I have dealt with this as well. Sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime. You go to bed. The next morning, you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat. It is guaranteed. I know this will sound too good to be true, but you have to go try sweat block just once or twice, and it will keep you dry the entire time. No more pitting out. No more picking your shirts based on which one is going to hide the sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com. Use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, or at Amazon and CVS, Sweatblock. Try them today. Rolling along here, another SEC football season coming up later this month. I mean, it, it is it is upon us, and always fun to catch up with uh, some guys. We didn't get to talk to him much at SEC Media Days a couple weeks ago, but uh, got him now on the line. Our buddy Ben Troop, you know him, a, a longtime Florida Gator, of course, playing the NFL. Now he's doing the, the sports talk radio thing and writing a book, and this guy's just doing it all. Ben Troop jumping in with us ben what's going on man man thanks for having me on man uh, and i appreciate that uh that beautiful introduction man <laughs> it was with, like i saw you walking around sec media days i think i adapted you up one day but we didn't get to really talk and i always love picking your brain and talking all things football but what did you make of sec media days uh, this year it was, a little, it was a little bit different right it was it was it was a little bit different i think everybody's just trying to get back to normalcy right not what we used to didn't really have the fanfare that I that I've grown that I've grown to love over the years, but I think it was us just adjusting. Now, being in the media, people, you know, the one thing I know is it's your ability to adjust, availability, visibility, you know. Uh, and I think that when you look at the media days this year, it was a, it was a, it was a wild scramble, right? Everybody walking all around trying to grab Coach O, trying to grab Paul Feinbaum, trying to grab the you know uh, the uh, the uh, personalities, uh, you know Ryan McGee and you know, Marty Smith and those guys. But I think I think it turned out well. I think you saw some big name guys. I think you saw, you know, Nick Saban still controlling the room here, even though uh, Bryce Young is out there with what a, a seven figure NIL deal. So it was it was crazy, <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed it. What would Ben Troop have had if you'd have been playing in the day with the NIL deals? What's the first NIL deal you would have been looking for? I mean, I definitely would have been looking for something for New Era. I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a New Era Atlanta Atlanta Braves hat guy. I would have definitely loved to have done that. Uh, definitely would have did uh, 
you know, you know, try to try to get try to get something with um trying to get something with my with, with uh, like a local dealership or something. I'm a I'm a small town country boy, so at the end of the day, I would have been trying to get you know as many things uh you know either in Augusta, Georgia, Swainsboro, Georgia that I could because for me. It's about that local presence. I mean, I appreciate everything that, you know, the University of Florida and Gainesville has, has done for me, but I would have been trying to get something in Gainesville, but definitely would have been trying to get something done in Swainsboro and Augusta, Georgia. Like a truck? You a truck guy? Oh, man, listen, I'm a, I'm a free car guy. It could have been a neon. <laughs> it could have been a neon. I, it wouldn't have mattered to me. I would have I would have taken anything at that point. A free car would have been beautiful and a free cell phone. Well, you could have gone to Bama where they were giving out Dodge Chargers for a while. What about food? Would you have been a what, – what, what, if you could sign an endorsement deal with one food place, who would it be? Because everybody's jumping on uh, Raising Cane's, it looks like. For me, I was man. I'm a I'm a sweets guy, so I would have tried to get something with the Great American Cookie Company or, or Dairy Queen. <laughs> I would have wanted like unlimited blizzards, unlimited cookies, anything I could have got. So for me, it would have been Dairy Queen, Blizzard, and maybe even maybe even Zaxby's because I know because Zaxby's was getting real big when I first come out of high school. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, Ben. Every year when we go to uh, Birmingham for SEC Media Days and we're in the Winfrey Hotel, I gotta walk downstairs and go get me a cookie from Great American <laughs> Cookie. So. That's just that's my annual thing. That's what I do to get ready for the SEC season. Uh, let, before we jump into it, talk football, Ben. Let's talk a little bit about the book because I know uh, it, this was really cool. And I heard that you were writing a book uh, called "Uncommon and Unfinished: The Ben Troop Story." You can find it at uh, bentroop84.com. You can get your pre-orders in there. But uh, what made you decide to uh, this point in your in your life decide to sit down and write a book? I think it was time. Uh, B.J. Bennett, who uh, co-wrote the book with me, when I first met him way back in like 2008, 2009, I think a book might have come up then, but we much younger then, you know, well before, you know, kids and, and families and all these different things. But I think that uh, when we, when we uh, 2020 with the pandemic, you know, everything shut down, it gave us a chance to really like focus on this book. And what I appreciate the most about the project is, it was done the right way. I mean, I'm the type of guy to where my life since 17 years old, I've been the one being celebrated. Somebody's cheering for me. Somebody's rooting for me. Somebody wants my autograph. Somebody wants to take a picture. And there's so many people, places, and things that have grew, that uh, have groomed me, right, have shown me who I was, who I am. So that's what the book is really about. It's, it's about me, obviously, but it's about the people that surround me. It's about the circumstances and situations from, from, you know, from young adulthood to adulthood, not having kids and having kids, I'm trying to understand fatherhood, trying to figure out, who I am? What is my identity? Am I always going to be attached to the sport of football, or can I separate myself from it and create a new identity? It's uh, you know a love story between a, between a father and son trying to create some level of a relationship for that for which we lack growing up. So it's it's a lot in this book. But the teammates that I've had, and I'm not talking about the usual suspects of the big name guy, not the Vince Youngs of the world or the Steven Nairs, but it's going to be the Ben Hartstocks, the Ben Halls of the world, the people in these tight end meeting rooms and. I'm I'm just most proud of the project because most of the time when you start when you start talking about when you start talking about uh, a thank you letter, most of the time, I you know I tell people all the time I feel like I just won an Academy Award and you know how like you get up there and they say I got so many people to thank, <laughs> well that's that's kind of how I feel. It's so many people to thank. My, I would compare my book to a Quentin Tarantino movie, man. You think <laughs> you know what it's gonna be, but you really really don't. But I'm really really proud of it. B.J. Bennett. Who helped me write the book? We had, you know, we, we you know, times we were gonna kill each other because it ain't the writing process; it's the editing process. Oh, yeah. Also, to all my to all my English teachers and English professors, <laughs> I apologize. These, the commas and the, and the semicolons and the subjects and the predicates and the interrogative statements. Hey, I apologize for because I didn't know, but I am extremely proud of it, and I think for me, 
I'm just at a point in my life to where I'm doing things while I, while I'm while I'm enthusiastic to do it because this media world is, is, is it takes me all over the country to be able to do things. I'm able to go do speaking. I'm able. I'm doing my nonprofit stuff now. But my book, I think, is the culmination. I hope I get to write more books. But if this is my one and only book, I'm more than proud of what we was able to accomplish. I'm sure a lot of people will, will want to hear, at least in our audience, some of the stories of you know your your recruiting and and choosing Florida and going to play for Steve Spurrier and then eventually Ron Zook. Uh, I'm sure there's some good Steve Spurrier stories in there, right? Absolutely. Uh, I'm one of the only, I mean, I'm one of the only recruits that got a chance to go in uh, Steve Spurrier's house. Like, I got to go in his house. And, and mind you, very modest <laughs> home. It ain't like, you know, a, a 12-story home. It's just a very modest home. But that, that trophy room is serious. And when I was in his house, he actually told me to go in the trophy room. So I'm looking at all the coach of the years and the SEC play, you know, coach of the years. There it is right in the middle. There go the Heisman. So I'm like, all right. He obviously want me to touch the Heisman. That I'm looking at it. I get right there to touch it. And right before I tell you, all right, that's that's enough. Everybody, time to get out of here. He's like, well, I mean, what you think? I'm gonna break the thing? But you, and I remember that. And the one thing that stands out about uh, Coach Spurrier to me that people don't understand is he found a way to have an individual relationship with every player on the team. Now it's not the same for every player, but he found a way. The reason why he called me Benny and not Ben is because my family calls me Benny. And in his mind, like, listen, you you family to me. And now that I'm in media. Uh, a couple of years ago, when we was in Hoover, uh, Coach Spurrier came down for SC Media Days, and he wasn't doing he wasn't doing uh, Radio Row. Now he's on Radio Row, telling everybody on Radio Row, I'm not doing radio. That, that's that's Coach Spurrier. So I come out to the bathroom with Steve McLean, the Sports and Information Director, sitting there, and Steve was like, "Hey Ben," I'm like, "What's up, Steve?" I said, "What's our coach doing?" He said, "Oh, he's just telling everybody he's not doing radio." I said, "Oh, okay, that's okay, fine." He looks at me. Steve McLean says. You want you want coach to do radio with you? I said, well, he's not doing. It. He said he'll do it for you. So we walked through Radio Row, sat down. He gave me like seven minutes, and I appreciate stuff like that, man. Yeah. You don't listen, man. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't. I I hear you. A Reedale Anthony, a Jaquez Green, a Chris Dorn, a Travis McGriff, a Willie Jackson. I played tight end for him. I didn't. I didn't. I caught a touchdown pass my sophomore year, but I didn't add to his legacy. So for him to do that for me shows that I made some some impression on him obviously he's made a huge 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 impression on my life but uh coach steve Spurry, man he's a media darling man i mean i don't want to call his age i'm pretty i think he's in his 70s i hope he is because i don't want to say if he's something if he's not but to still be able to have the legacy he started way back when and for him to still recognize me now definitely going to be a part of my book definitely a part of my life but yeah he's definitely going to be a part of the being true story on coming up finish absolutely more with ben troop right after this Bet online still the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all of your sports action. I've t- been telling you guys all week, we know football season is coming up. It is right around the corner. You don't want to be left in the dark. You want to make sure you are in and ready to go when those first games snap. And you want to have maybe a little vested interest in what's happening on the action. Look, there's going to be some great games from Clemson to Georgia to LSU, UCLA, Bama, and Miami. Why not go a little extra step, have a little skin in the game? over at bet online if you head over to their website right now you can do so on your mobile device sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit if you've never bet with them before get in now use their 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n you use that as you sign up put in your first deposit you get a 50 percent welcome bonus when you do so before the next game head over to bet online Right now, check all their out all their great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, contest info, and get in for the start of another college football season. They are Bet Online. They are your online sportsbook experts. 
This episode brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why would you go to one of these stores? You have to drive all the way across town, and guess what they're going to do? They're going to go to their computer, and they're going to go to their distributors, and they're going to search for the parts that you're looking for, and they're going to do the same thing you could do right at your very own home, and that's order the parts but you can do it at rockauto.com where you will save time and save money. You will uh, pay a lot less than you would at some of those other auto parts stores. Rock Auto, they are a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are always reliably low for every customer at Rock Auto. They have everything you would need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, whatever it is. Discover how rockauto.com can help you. Go explore their easy-to-use website today. Find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you're right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. We're all along here, locked on SEC. Continuing our conversation with Ben Troop, of course, a former Florida Gator and NFL tight end. He's got a new book coming out called Uncommon and Unfinished. You can find it at his website, bentroop84.com. Ben, I know you uh, you also do some work with the Southern Pigskin. I know uh, those guys grind away. Matt Smith, he's been putting out his conference predictions. Since the season is right around the corner and about to get underway, what are you feeling about the SEC? If there's one or two things that you have question marks for this upcoming season in the SEC, what is it? Oh man, one, one, my 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 biggest question is injuries because everybody everybody looks at what happened in the, at LSU, right? Well, they got a good problem. I mean, people it was going to be the Miles Brennan, you know, a Mac Johnson, uh, you know, a quarterback battle. Well, Miles Brennan, you know, obviously goes out. Now you still got a chance to have you know your full season. Well, with so much talk about these big time quarterbacks, I do think Matt Corral is the best quarterback in the you know in the in the conference. I think Bryce Young is going to be incredible. Everybody seems to think that JT Daniels is going to get Georgia back to the promised land when the young man didn't even know where Athens was, let alone Georgia because he's from California. What happens if those guys get hurt? Are you are you do you are you still able to go out there and be you know still have the same uh, level you know uh, of production you thought you was going to have? And number two is you know. Uh, the SEC, you know, uh, the power of the SEC now, because it's all – I know it's about the 2021 season, but that Texas-Oklahoma stuff going to have everybody thinking <laughs> about the future in the present yep. because you start thinking, how big can the SEC get? Greg Sankey is the most powerful man in college sports, and he's just the commissioner of the SEC. Most people don't even know who Mark Emmert is, who, you know, the freaking commissioner of the NCAA. So, for me, it's going to be with all these big-name quarterbacks, the big-name teams, who can survive an injury and still have postseason aspirations? And, obviously, the reputation of the SEC, how big can it get? Because the SEC just dismantled an entire conference, and they're trying to figure out who, what conference they're going to pair with. And Texas and Oklahoma ain't even here yet. So the reputation, these quarterbacks, and obviously, you know, uh, can and who can survive injuries and still have a big time season. Uh, ben, I'm so intrigued by the Florida Gators this year. Just with, with Emory Jones taking over at quarterback, the more and more people I've talked to have said nothing against Kyle Trask. He was obviously great. You know, set records last year throwing the football and all that. But more and more people I talk to say that Emory Jones is more of the prototypical style Dan Mullen quarterback. When you think of Tim Tebow, Dak Prescott, a guy who who has the running ability with the big arm and can make the, all the throws, what are your expectations for Emory Jones this year? I agree. 
I agree. The one thing people uh, keep missing about uh, Emory Jones is he's the quarterback that was recruited uh, by Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen, Dan Mullen didn't recruit Kyle Trask. He didn't recruit Felipe Franks. Now, I do think those two guys uh, being able to uh, thrive in his system definitely help his transition uh, be a lot smoother, uh, you know, coming back to the SEC, coming, you know, coming, uh, coming into the SEC, uh, you know, East, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, four years ago. But Emory Jones, I mean, you mentioned Dak Prescott. I mean, he has – I think Emory Jones is faster than Dak Prescott. I think he's just as athletic as Dak Prescott. I mean – the two things that Dan Mullen, the three things that Dan Mullen has on his resume, he's the last. Last time I checked, he's the last quarterback. I mean, he's the last uh, head coach in the SEC East to have a, to have a Heisman Trophy finalist and winner as a coordinator and a head coach with Kyle Trask and obviously Tim Tebow. Uh, the all-time leading rusher for quarterback in the SEC is Nick Fitzgerald, Mississippi State. The all the most the most rushing touchdowns from a quarterback is Tim Tebow. So and all and all under the tutelage of Dan Mullen. I think Emory Jones, I think he's big time. Is he gonna be putting up three hundred and fifty yards passing a game? No, but I don't think he has to. I think you're talking about two hundred and fifty, two hundred and eighty yards a game passing, uh being efficient with the football right at eighty eighty some to hundred yards rushing, getting the ball out to his playmakers. And he's learned behind Felipe. He's learned behind Kyle. He didn't jump into the transfer portal. He wanted to he wanted to be the starting quarterback at Florida. He was a guy that was highly coveted coming out of high school. Four years ago, the number one quarterback in, in high school was Trevor Lawrence. The number one dual threat was Justin Fields. The number two, that would be Emory Jones. So this is a guy that's waiting his time. And, you know, just like I know, guys ain't waiting no more. Guys on this recruiting trail are being told that they're going to start day one. And if not, these guys are jumping to the transfer portal. I think the Florida's going to be in a great situation. Surprise, surprise, another Florida quarterback that's being not being talked about because they're talking about everybody else. I think that's going to play right into Emory Jones' favor. And I think the young man going to be special. A handful of uh, SEC teams just coming out. Uh, the the coaches preseason top twenty five poll uh, just released this week, and we see uh, Ole Miss coming at number twenty five, LSU at number thirteen, Florida right there at eleven, and then in the top six you get A and M six, Georgia five, Bama number one. Uh, in your mind, is it is it going to be Bama and Georgia and Atlanta? It's going to be hard to not uh, be those two guys. I mean, to think about Alabama, I always say this. It depends. If, if Alabama wants to take a year off and say, listen, man, we're just going to let Texas and m see what it feels like <laughs> to go uh, you know, to Atlanta because we don't need – the only team, right, that don't need to win their conference, don't need to win, you know, uh, in Atlanta to see it being the college football playoff. They're not going to win. They're not going to lose more than one. Uh, but I, I still think it's going to be probably Georgia and Alabama. I think they're on a crash course. I know, I know Georgia got a big one season over against Clemson, but this is the thing about Georgia. Georgia's going to have to go through the SEC and do something that Dan Mullen hasn't done since he's been the head coach and go, go undefeated in SEC play. I know everybody with the, with the, with the additions of Darion Kendrick and Eric Gilbert, I think everybody's is, is picking Georgia to just run through this division, but it just doesn't go like that. SEC competition is rough week in and week out. It's probably going to be Georgia and Alabama, but if it ends up being like Florida, Texas A&M, I wouldn't be surprised because as much as we think we know about the season, we are we, we doing that thinking that everything is going to be equal, all things are going to be equal, not going to be any injuries, which we know that's not going to be the case. But uh, if Georgia and uh, Alabama do go do meet in Atlanta, I'm sorry, Kirby Smart, but Nick Saban is in his contract. He's not allowed to allow, allow guys who used to coach under him to beat him. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel that way. It is certainly, man, it just feels like somebody's got to break through, right? Whether it's Lane Kiffin, Kirby, or or Jimbo, one of them's got to have his number eventually. We'll see. Uh, October 9th is that big one to keep an eye on. That's when uh, Alabama goes to Kyle Field. I know those Aggie fans are going to be fired up loud, and they want to 
They want more than anything to win that game. And if they do, that buys the Aggies a loss in the West and a chance to get to Atlanta finally. So we'll see if they're able to do it. Always good to talk all things SEC with our buddy Ben Troop. Ben, remind us again, uh, the website, bentroop84.com. That's where everybody can go to pre-order the book. Absolutely. Uh, Uncommon and unfinished, the Ben Troop store. Make sure and go to bentroop84.com. That's B-E-N-T-R-O-U-P-E 84.com. And get your pre-order copy of Uncommon and Unfinished, the Ben Troop story. I mean, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised at what you're going to see. And hopefully, they, uh, when you read my book, man, you see a lot of yourself, you know, uh, in me and in my story. I mean, my story isn't unique to anybody uh, else's. I think that I'm just willing to tell mine. I mean, everybody has a story, and this is mine. I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, I think it was time. With so much going on in my life, I was like, okay, never saw myself being in the media. Never saw myself going to Florida. Never, never saw myself going to the NFL. Never saw myself doing a lot of things. Let's see if I can let's, – let's, uh, let's, uh, let's throw my head in the fire with this other thing and see what happens. If it becomes a New York Times bestseller, hey, the only person that's going to be jumping up and down is going to be my mama because <laughs> she thinks she's going to get to meet Michael Strahan. <laughs> I love it, Ben. One more real quick before we let you go. It's a former Florida Gator and a guy who played tight end in the NFL. Does Tebow have a shot here? He got he got a huge shot. And and I know people are going to say he got a shot because of uh, Urban Meyer. You know, he got a shot because when you look at the tight end play in the last two or three years, the team that's kind of been in the bottom tier has been the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, the Tyler Eifert situation didn't work. They just haven't been able to have a guy at the tight end position to give them quality reps. Do I expect Tim Tebow to be an all-pro? No. Do I expect Tim Tebow to be in the top, you know, 15 of tight ends? No. But can he help? Can he help uh, this tight end group? Yes, I think that I think that uh, O'Shaughnessy is probably going to be the starter, and I think just because of a PDA, you know, uh, you know, PR uh, type situation, and Urban Meyer wants to show that that he's, he's far, uh, you know, he's uh, he's gotten away from that Chris Doyle situation. I think Tim 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 Tebow is going to have to work. Early signs of camp have shown that he's looked really really good. Haven't really heard that much since the pads have come on, but hey, uh, Tebow mania is real. If Tebow catches a one yard pass and it's second and nine these people gonna go crazy like he scored a touchdown but i am rooting for tim tebow man i mean at the end of the day if i knew the head coach of an nfl franchise and we just happen to be best friends and live in the same neighborhood and our kids go to the same private schools and he can give me a job hey so be it ben great stuff as always man good to uh hear from you and uh we'll be checking out that book can't wait to uh, get my hands on a copy and read it thanks so much for the time man appreciate it all right, there he is, Ben Troop of uh, Southern Pigskin and, uh, of course, the book at bentroop84.com. You can get your pre-order now. Those will be coming out in just a couple of weeks. All right, that is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Appreciate you guys for listening. Appreciate our buddy Ben Troop spending a couple minutes with us talking all things SEC football and, of course, uh, his book coming out in just a couple of weeks. That's going to do it for me, Chris Gordy. Remember to subscribe, follow us wherever you get your podcast. Locked on SEC. We're here for you five days a week talking all things SEC just a couple of weeks away from the college football season getting underway. Quick reminder, betting on the SEC does not have to be a guessing game. Listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Daily picks, Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked on Bets, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody.